Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook's safety teams protect billions of people each month. They lead the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested more than $13 billion in the last five years, quadrupling their safety and security teams to 40,000 people and investing in industry-leading AI technology to enhance safety on their platforms. It's working. Over the last several months, they've taken action on 1.7 billion fake accounts, 51.7 million violent and graphic posts, 62 million explicit adult posts, 9.3 million drugs and firearms sales posts. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Keeping your feed safe will continue to be everyone's priority at Facebook. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Hey everybody, I was thinking about today on the road into uh, work. I was thinking about um, just about when people pray for, for minor things. I was thinking about like if you... Let's say you you're uncomfortable at a place that you live. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing you know structurally wrong. Nothing wrong with your neighbors. You just you just aren't comfortable. You just don't want to be there. Something about it just doesn't feel feel like it's where you're supposed where you're supposed to be. So you you pray about it, and you know you may tell someone that you've prayed about it, and they may say, "Oh, that's that's you know that's." that's you can live with that it ain't a bad place and basically almost it's not intentional but they're almost kind of telling you not to pray about that about that because it's so to them insignificant and when i when i think about things like that or situations where people kind of kind of shoo you away from being concerned about something small to them or they kind of shoo you or steer you away from praying about something that's again insignificant to them. I think about when the children of Israel, after they had left Egypt, were in the wilderness, and there's a scripture that that stuck out with me the first, the very first time I read it. it. Just stands out to me how it spoke about not even a strap of their sandal was broken after that forty years. And I thought, you know, and of course there's a scripture that goes on to say, you know, that uh, God knew us before he formed us in the womb. He uh, is concerned about even the, the hairs on our head and all those many things. And it, it just, it it kind of, it kind of bugs me that people, like if you want to, if it bothers you, you can, you can pray about it. Because I think that people have, and Paul even said it, people have a notion of God or a notion of Christ and they based upon what they want they create their own versions of God and their own versions of Christ apart from who he actually is and who he actually is as spelled out by the scriptures they create a version that is more palatable for their culture for their ethnicity for their agenda sometimes they create a palette that, you know, not a palette, they create a uh, persona 
that that fits them more so than who God really is and who uh, Christ Jesus Christ really is. And it's kind of like taking taking a ruler and instead of letting the ruler be the straight and dividing line and the the ultimate authority, you bend it to fit your project. And it doesn't work like that. Uh, as a musician, it's it's kind of like if you you turn on a metronome, but then you decide you don't need it. So you you decide to clap on your own to keep your own time. Well, anybody knows that if you clap over time, you'll eventually speed up or slow down. and won't even feel it. You won't even notice it. And everybody along with you will speed up or slow down and they won't even feel it, won't even notice it. Um, versus versus if you have a metronome that's going the whole time. So in thinking about, um, like I said, something as small as where you live or just being uncomfortable. Again, it's not not a bad neighborhood, nothing nothing wrong, not a dangerous neighborhood, no bad neighbors, no, you know, improperly uh, working things in the house. It's just a, a bad feel. And you can pray about that. And I think that for me, in thinking about that it, on on my mind and on my heart is just to encourage people and myself again to pray about the things that concern you because prayer being little more than faith in action by way of communicating with uh, something higher than yourself. I choose to call that person God. Praying is communicating openly with God for me and having a discussion about every little thing each and every little thing from the smallest to the biggest and the when you when you consider the bible the overarching theme is that uh from adam on was that god wanted to wanted us to partner with him and the difficulty i've always had with that is why would you want me as a partner i I have so little to offer in terms of a partnership i didn't create any of this i don't even have you know in and of myself, the ability to, to do very much. My, my reach is limited. My knowledge is, is stumped. My, you know, my strength is, uh, minimal, limited, you know, uh, on the earth, but, uh, it was his desire to create the earth for us and his desire to, uh, hear our prayers and to work with us and to, to instruct us and to, to have us as a partner. So, with that in mind, I started late late last year trying to be more inclusive. And I know it sounds silly to be more inclusive with God, but to be more intentionally inclusive, to pray about the things that are are not pretty, to pray about the ugly things, to pray about the things that I'd rather not discuss with anyone. I pray openly to God about those things. And it's, it's by faith that I do that because I don't know, you know, is that what you should be doing? Is that, you know, what what he wants? And I think that, that by faith and praying, by activating faith and praying and believing that, for me, I think that it's made a difference. I believe that it's, it's grown my faith. It's grown my, again, it sounds weird, it's grown my trust in God as if he had... Uh, a character flaw of trust, but it's grown my trust and made me made me want to to divulge more, to invest more, to give more into 
what this partnership actually is and what, you know, what, what the benefits are for me and my family and those who are connected to me. So I think about that in thinking about something as small as that, that I want to, I want to expand more and again in 2022 and always striving to be better as I do. That's what I, I want to do. I'm going to expand more. I'm going to communicate more. It's not that I'm going to do more per se. Uh, like I'm not going to take up, you know, because oftentimes, you know, especially growing up in church, you hear about people when they want to do more, they, they physically do more. They take on more responsibilities within the church or more responsibilities here and there. And that that could be what it looks like for some people. But for me, it's more time spent, more, more, um, honest and open dialogue, more willingness to to be unafraid to talk about even the things that I know probably wouldn't make him happy, my thoughts and my decisions that wouldn't make God happy, the thought that I would assume would make him happy. But the, the closest thing that I have to being on the other side of that spectrum and applying empathy to the situation is I would want my kids to even tell me things that wouldn't make me happy. I would want them to share those things with me because, again, in sharing those things, it means that our relationship is strong enough where they can trust me to know that I mean them no harm. And even if I have to say, well, no, that's not the, the right way, let's approach it this way, or I don't think you should do that or don't do that, that it's all done in love. And even in saying don't do that, I'm not just going to leave it as a because I said so type thing. It would always be a don't do that. Consider these things that are, you know, maybe better. So uh, I equate that. That's the best kind of, you know, relation I would have to equating the relationship that God has with us as individuals and, you know, versus uh, the one I have with my children. So I think about that in in thinking of the small things, because I, I again, in wanting to be to be better you have to try something different than you were doing. So what I had been doing is, you know, I've been praying, but it just wasn't for absolutely everything. It was for everything, but not absolutely everything. And now it's absolutely everything. So it's 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 just interesting it's just interesting the thoughts that you have when you when you ponder things, which I do an awful lot. And just uh, those were kind of the thoughts that were on my head about about small things and the things that you would consider insignificant. And there's a scripture that talks about how God will. Um, it's something about uh, hearing hearing your prayers or hearing the the hidden things within the hidden desires of your heart and stuff like that. And it's tons of scriptures that speak about the intimacy of the relationship that God desires to have with us. And you may believe it or you may not, but I mean, it. whether you do or you don't, nothing will happen until you believe by faith and then take action to uh, make it a reality. And taking action can begin with just praying because I believe that prayer is an action, action thing. It's a verb. It's not just a, you know, a pray and then that's it. It's a pray and then make make honest and intentional efforts to to see that thing through. If you pray for a job, you pray about the job, you pray about your feelings and your thoughts about the job, and then you fill out applications. And then you, you tell people or you talk to people. 
If you're praying about uh, a new location, you pray about the location, you pray about your concerns and your worries, and then you go scout the location. You go visit, you, you fill out applications, and you go from there. And those are the actionable steps of, of faith. And I think that when you when you are actionable within your faith, because of course we know the Bible says that faith without works is dead. It doesn't mean that you don't have great deals of faith, but great deals of faith without action is a great deal of dead faith. And I think that to have it's 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 a sad thing to have all this fantastic and great faith, but not know how to do anything with it. So I encourage you to not let whatever level of faith you have remain dead if it has been dead. To to give it new life, to take actionable steps on those things, whatever it might be, to, to the best of your knowledge. Take an action, pray about it, and then take action. Take a step, do something toward that end. Practice something toward that end. You know, if you want to learn an instrument, pray and believe that you can you can do it and maybe take lessons or buy the instrument or at least go on YouTube and watch some people play the instrument. You have to take some steps and build from there. So I think more for anything else, this, this uh, today's thoughts encourage me, as they always do, because I started posting these for me. And this one specifically, I think, is for me to be encouraged and to pray and continue to take action, continue to take action. And I, it is my firm belief 100% that you will definitely see fruit from that and you'll see a return from the uh, the actionable steps that you take in faith and for, for uh, even mentioning the infinitesimal things that that you think God may not be concerned about that it will grow your faith uh, that way, and then you can use that same faith and put it into action to see things become uh, a physical reality. So those are my thoughts for today. Um, you guys have a good day. God bless you. Facebook has invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. Over the last few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts. Learn more about their ongoing work at about.fb.com safety.